Come on. Welcome to Life Love. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Rebecca David. Rebecca, are you ready to do this? I am. Let's let's go. Let's 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 go. Indeed, Rebecca is the founder of Give. They're an organization helping people to manage their money and make a difference. Excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes, thank you for having me. So I am an impact investing advisor and the founder of Give, which is an educational community. And I started my career in traditional finance at a big bank. And at the same time, I joined the junior board of UNICEF, which I served on for 10 years and which really changed everything because I saw that there was an opportunity to use investments for good to solve problems. And I've spent my career as a financial and impact investing advisor to mostly the very wealthy and large foundations. And when COVID hit, I took a step back and said, I need to figure out a way to make this accessible to everyone because everyone can do something with what they have. So I founded Give, which offers online courses, consulting, and a soon-to-be-published book. And my personal life has been mostly finishing the book for the last few months. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So how how long has impact investing been thought about? Has it been a thing? Yeah, well... Arguably, it goes back thousands of years, Hmm. Um, but it really came mainstream in the 60s and 70s when we saw people protesting the Vietnam War and apartheid in South Africa. And so that has really been the basis of what has transformed traditional finance. Um, And so now we have impact investing sustainable investing, which is, I just like to start with the basics. So that's the term used when we're talking about investments that have a positive social or environmental impact alongside a financial return. So it is investing, it's not philanthropy, and it is a way to align your values with your investment. Nice. Now, so you've been working at this for 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 a good little while. You've you've obviously dedicated your career to it. Are are you glad that more people are now focused on it? So that means you've been doing a great job. Um, and has it been frustrating? Have certain aspects of it been frustrating as people are talking about it more? Just kind of tell me about how you're feeling and thinking about the for lack of a better term, maturation or evolution of, of impact investing? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think that with any, with any movement, you know, there's different people that come into the space and different tangents. And I think it's, you know, it's encouraging and exciting to see it come mainstream and to have you know, the heads of banks and asset management firms discussing this as a priority. 
Um, and for sure, you know, at times it is disheartening to see things, you know, that I may not agree with, but I think that that is just kind of how it goes for movements and, and for something like this, especially, you know, impact is gray, you know, there's not one thing or, you know, it's hard to nail down what impact is. And so it's a spectrum. And so within that spectrum, there's a lot of different players and products. And I think it's just par for the course, but I'm hopeful. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a really great way to, to think about and describe it as it is a gray area. It is it is a spectrum that there there is a lot going on. So it's not yes or no, even though sometimes I think my brain just wants to get down to exactly what something is. But there's a lot of different ways to do it. And it certainly seems to me that um, and it's part of the conversation about how people are more interested in working at organizations that have a focus on that. You've seen um, the board of directors of some of the biggest energy companies in the world uh, change and shift over to have more of a a focus on this. So it seems like things are moving along. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been some really big wins lately. And, you know, I, I don't expect it to stop anytime soon. I think that people will stop thinking of this as a different kind of investing and just think of this as investing. Nice. Yeah. That, that, I think that that's a great way to think about it as well. So you, you mentioned that, that when you were doing this in your previous experiences, it's working with super wealthy people working with foundations. And you said, well, I'm really interested in making this available to everybody because why wouldn't, ordinary investors want to take advantage of this as well. So tell me a little bit about how you've gone about that. You also mentioned that, that this is a community. Yeah. So, you know, for the, for a long time, it wasn't really available to an ordinary investor because there were very high minimums to make impact investments, but now we have tons of product. And so it's very accessible, but, what is kind of a barrier is that many people don't know about it or their financial advisors don't know about it. So I wanted to kind of open the gates because it is, you know, it is a better way to invest when you consider environmental, social and governance criteria. And so whether you you know, your primary motivation is sustainability or social justice, or it's, you know, your financial returns. This is something that you would want to consider. So I created Give because I wanted to, I wanted it to be educational and to take the kind of fear of solicitation out of the equation, because I think so many times when it comes to our finances and we're looking for questions, we get people selling things to us. And that makes it difficult to know what the right thing to do is. So I just wanted it to be an objective community that was inclusive for all. Yeah, certainly anytime that there is a a profit motive or different incentives like that, it, it does, and for, for good reason, um, 
cause people to be a little bit more cautionary. So the more you can take that out of there and focus on education and remove the fear out of the equation, I think that the, that that's definitely a really, really positive thing. So how do you think about, uh, you talked about how helping people to align their investing with um, with what their values are. How do you coach people on on sort of narrowing that down because ESG is is a big universe? It is. I think people would be surprised how big it is. So, you know, companies can report on all different kinds of metrics, you know, waste output and water usage and um, diversity amongst employees pay, you know, there's so many things. I think what narrows the universe itself is the individual investor. So how much they have to invest and what asset classes they're investing in will, to a certain extent, dictate what product is available and then what impact you can have within that asset class. Um, you know, I think that many people kind of come with their own set of values. You know, there's something that's really exciting for them. You know, we call it a lens. So whether that is like an environmental lens, a social justice lens, an animal rights lens, there's so many different ways that you can have a focus and view your investments differently. And I think that just as individuals, we kind of come with that set of values um, inherently. And then when we go to invest, kind of the process and how it works takes, takes care of what's available for us to invest in. So first figuring out which one of those things is most important to you and that'll help you screen down, okay, these are the available ways that I can take my money, invest it, and have an impact in that thing that I'm interested in advancing. And um, did I get that right? Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's different ways. There's also different ways to go about it. So you can avoid things or divest from them. Like we've got many people today that are divesting from fossil fuels, for example. Um, but you can also engage with companies and be part of shareholder advocacy. So you might choose to invest in a company so that you have rights as a shareholder to say to the company, hey, I don't like this, and I want you to consider doing something else. So there's, there's different ways to go about creating change as well that you can consider. Um, and, you know, when, if you're talking about like funds, for example, mutual funds and ETF, they, you know, in regard to impact being a spectrum, investment managers use different screens and different thresholds. So some will be lighter on impact and some will be, you know, more, more impactful, um, and maybe even be contributing to solutions. So it's really a range and, um, 
there's, you know, investment managers today that really specialize in impact. And some of them are really advanced in what they're doing in shareholder advocacy. Others are very focused on um, more thematic investments. So there's social justice um, funds, there's climate change solutions funds, there's water funds. So there's really a lot of options, um, which is great to have that diversity. Yeah, I think that that is nothing but a positive thing. When when, when you're telling people that that they can actually have a voice within, if if they're a shareholder of of a company, do most people understand that, or is that news? Hmm. I think for a lot of people. They, that's probably news to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been making front page headlines lately um, because at least for climate activists, we've had some really big wins that have been you know, monumental. Um, and so as a shareholder, you are an owner, a part owner of a company and you get to engage with the board um, and use your voice. And that is, you know, investments, I always say it, it, they are the best tool we have to vote with our dollars. And some people prefer to divest and try and get, you know, a corporation's attention that way. And others prefer to engage and it's called voting proxies um, and to vote their proxies in a way that is, you know, in alignment with their values or start a shareholder resolution um, to try and get, uh, you know, change within the company. I think that that's a really exciting thing to, to help somebody to, to really get clear on the impact they're interested in having uh, be it promote a certain company like, like you've talked about, or if it, it's divest and try to reduce and to come up with a strategy for, you know, not only can you certainly do hashtags on the internet, but you can also become a shareholder and become a part owner in this company and really, really vote with your dollars and have an economic impact on this social or environmental issue that you want to have an impact on. Yeah, you know, I mean, we are always voting with our dollars. Every every dollar that we spend or invest has an impact. It's just a matter of becoming intentional about how we're using our money and our resources and if it is in alignment with our values. That intentional, that's just one of my favorite words and the more that we can, you know, be focused on that and how much and you're not, I mean, well, there's probably some people out there that, that want to spend just a ton of time on this, but there's also people that say, you know what, this is important to me, but I can't spend that much time on it. How do you counsel mm-hmm. people on just becoming, finding this, uh, or just making this fit into their life if it's if they want to do it a lot or if they just want to do it a little? Yeah, well, I mean, I am of the belief that most people don't want to spend a ton of time on their finances in general. Um, And 
I think whether that means you work with a financial advisor or you do it yourself, that's kind of how I set up Gives online courses so that you can create a system and set that system up and kind of let it work. Um, I don't think that most people have the time or interest to spend hours a day. That's also, you know, I don't believe in investing in individual stocks or bonds. I believe in using diversified, which even Warren Buffett will tell you that for individual investors um, because of the, the risks and even the, you know, the pros don't get it right. So sure. always use a mutual fund or an ETF. And so essentially, if you understand your goals, your financial goals, and how much you can and should be investing, choosing an appropriate asset class, defining your values, and choosing managers, and to set up that system, and then you let that system work. Um, and you know your investments should not, you know, look at them once, twice a year. It's not a day trading. This is long-term, um, patient investing. I love it. That makes sense. Well, Rebecca, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I think, you know, I'd like people to remember that what you do matters and movements are made of the individual actions of many. So give to yourself and give of yourself. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. I love it. Movements are made up the individual actions of many. Well said. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you and give? Sure. So the best place is to go to our website, which is www.give.how. And there's all kinds of resources and you can find the courses and the book and get in touch with with me as well. Perfect. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rebecca your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to give.how, it's G-I-V-E dot H-O-W, and check out all the great resources, check out the courses, you'll be able to find the book and the blog and everything else. Thanks again, Rebecca. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.